0: The
1: following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Hey, this is Harold Perrineau, and you're listening to the Geeks on the Radio, Tech Talk Radio. Told there's a
0: glitch in our internet webcast.
1: So, all of you out there, type control backslash semicolon alt dot escape, and you'll be fine. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor.
0: I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy.
1: We are the show that talks about computers
2: technology
1: and the
0: internet. Welcome everybody.
2: Hey, it's good to see you all. Ooh. Uh had a you had a good week? Uh, I survived. Ee. I survived a chaotic <laughs> weekend of sports.
1: Yeah, so what well, games were being played March this weekend? Madness, oh right? God,
2: starting Friday, we had hockey mm-hmm. Friday night. Yeah. And then on Saturday we had Uh, volleyball in a different facility than we normally do it. We had men's and women's lacrosse, we had basketball on ESPN2 and hockey on NBC Sports Network.
1: Oh my god! All right, so you're there, you have to be there for all of that when that's going on. Yeah, it was a
0: 14
2: hour day on Saturday. So,
0: for those of you who don't know, Sean actually works for the production team of Notre Dame, he doesn't just sit on his couch and watch sports. (laughs) He actually, he yeah. actually makes the sport. That's good to kind yeah. of clarify no, that. So yeah, because you know, people are sitting at home between... like, "Oh, great! This guy's just sitting around watching sports all weekend." <laughs> Whoop-dee-doo.
2: No, you know, it's, it's you know the the biggest one was the basketball game, which was on ESPN two, which is always a big deal. Um, I wasn't directly involved in that. My other my other coworker, the other engineer, uh, was involved in that, but I do. I've been in charge of all the hockey games. So if you've watched Notre Dame hockey. Against anybody, yeah. Andy, yeah. you may have watched it because we played Arizona State a bunch of times this year. That's right. Um, all of those hockey games, I was in charge of. So from do you, the, now, do
1: you have a favorite sport? I mean, like hockey. Hockey is it going to be hockey out of all of those? Yeah. Especially really, college hockey. It's really? the most exciting
2: because, because the school I went to, Ferris, Ferris State in Northern Michigan, is a top. You know, they've been nationally ranked before. They've been when I was there, we were nationally ranked, and we've we played Notre Dame. We played Michigan, we played Michigan State, we played Ohio State, we played all those big schools in hockey. And then they realigned some of the conferences in Notre Dame at Ferris, but they still play some really powerhouse schools. And hockey is definitely my favorite.
1: Is that one that you would say that uh, the people that live in, you know, South Illinois, they're the most into? Football's got to be huge.
2: Yeah, football's big. You know, it's not as big as the southern states like the SEC. Actually, you're in Indiana, aren't you? I
1: got my eyes mixed up, didn't I? Yeah, Yeah,
2: I'm in northern (laughs) Indiana. yeah, <laughs> we're in northern indiana a couple miles from the michigan border so we call it's called it's nicknamed michiana
1: michiana uh, oh great yeah it's,
2: <laughs> that, it's that kind of that crossover between the two states but notre dame football is definitely way bigger just because hey, it's got such a such a storied program football program
0: speaking of notre dame i gotta bring this up because i think this is a good time to bring this up what is the deal with notre okay so they recently announced that they're bringing back ncaa football to mm-hmm. video games right. they're gonna yes. renew the license oh yeah they're yeah. gonna put them back out on xbox ps you know playstation what is the deal with notre dame they're saying that they're gonna refrain from having their team in the game how could you can they do, do that? that
2: i don't know i i don't want to speak for the university on uh, that capacity just yeah. because i don't know the answer to that but uh, I'm sure it has our to lawyers have suggested that and... Sean does not talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> the views I express on this show are my own. Yeah. They yeah. does not reflect the views of the University of Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah there you go. You
1: got to be a little careful about that. All right. So we have, you know, anytime you want to listen to uh, or reach out to us, you can do so. We have an email. It's Guys at techtalkradio.com. You can call us at any time at 520-777-9580. You can text us. At 520-762-6659. And we actually got a question in from Loopy. Uh, Loopy said that, hello, friend. It's your computer illiterate friend. Uh, I'm hoping all that is well with you. I'm in need of a printer. And it looks like uh, and I'm, looks like any suggestions. I won't be using it a lot. Just something to basically print documents. And, you know, there's a lot of confusion. When no. somebody goes to buy a computer, there's a lot of confusion or a printer because you look at the prices, you say, "Wow, I get this printer for thirty dollars." Um, yeah, it should probably be known that computer manufacturers generally, or printer manufacturers, sell their printers for less than what they cost.
0: They, yeah, they, they they're they're at a loss for it because they're going to get you on the ink,, mm-hmm. and the toner,
1: the consumables. Um, yeah. and I, you know, I don't know yet. Yeah, I, I kind of in my opinion, if you're printing once in a while, you're not printing a lot. I tend to want to recommend LaserJet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and there's a good reason why.
1: Well, you get more print life out of the toners, right?
0: Well, yeah, you get more print life out of your printer. Yeah. Uh, let, let me explain. Uh, so I I owned an inkjet, and, and they're cheap. Inkjets yeah. are very uh they're very intriguing to people that are looking to, you know, I just want to print once in a while. I don't want to spend a lot of money on a printer. I'm just going to get an inkjet because they're cheaper. The problem is inkjets are made to be, and, and it sounds weird for me to say this, but they're made to be workhorses. Mm-hmm. They're made to be printed all the time because if you don't print, that ink will dry up. And it inside, clogs. It gets clogged. And it clogs the printer. Now, I had an inkjet printer, and I did Didn't print hardly at all for a long time. And then finally, I I found this reason that I needed to print stuff and I could not get it to print for the life of me. I went through all the maintenance. You know, the cleaning cycles, the cleaning cycles I replaced, I bought new ink. I went out and bought new ink for this thing thinking, okay, maybe it's just the ink's dried up. No, it's the internal plumbing, if you will, that was clogged up. And there's really, honestly, the only way for me to get that thing to work again was to hire a professional to come out and declog all of those plumbing lines, and it just was—it was—it was not worth it. I mean, it was yeah. going to cost me more to hire a professional than it would be for me to buy a new printer.
1: Now, I—I I have uh, an Epson photo printer, which is used exclusively for that, and I love it. But again, I don't use it that often, and that's the only thing I would print on it. Is photos. And they always say, oh, you could use it to print, you know, your documents. You could print papers. Why would you do that? With the cost of ink being so much and considering you have to use, what, four different uh, ink cartridges. Each color has a different one. That can get pretty pricey. Um, It can. uh, So I I recommended, and I don't know. Tell me if you guys think this is is good. Um, I just said if you don't need color and printing uh, here, I would recommend a laser. Uh, you'll save money on the inks and toner by going that way because toner a cartridge is going to cost you anywhere from sixty to one hundred and fifty dollars, depending on the printer, right? Sure. Um, I recommended the HP LaserJet M15W. Now Brother makes some good ones too, but this one was at Best Buy for one hundred and nine bucks, which mm-hmm. you know that's a pretty good deal. And okay. you're go- you're actually right out of the box. You, with your toner, you'll get more prints because you know if you if you check it out, do your research, you'll find that there are different yields you can get with a different toner cartridge like it might give you a thousand right off the bat or it might give you 3,000 depending on which cartridge you get but generally you're gonna get more prints off the laser jet than you are with the with the ink jet, Uh and it's gonna you're gonna save money in the long run I think uh, yeah no no no
0: no you're you're very very correct and I have an uh, um, interesting story about that like I said I, I had the inkjet printer and I got rid of it. And for the longest time, you know, when I would do, before COVID hit, I would do my well, my trivia nights over mm-hmm. at uh, Brews Beers. Right. And I would have to go up to Staples every week and pick up all my print materials because I have these handouts. You know, I'd I'd give it each team.
1: Oh, because you were doing and it inside of uh Yeah, I was Bruce. doing it okay, in yeah.
0: Brews Beers. And so I would be spending, you know, anywhere from, you know, 5 to $15 per week um, just printing you know, all, all the handouts that I right. need to give to everybody. Anyway, um, but I didn't want to buy a new printer because, first off, I told my wife, I was like, if I buy a new printer, I'm not going to buy an inkjet anymore. Yeah. I'm going to buy a laser jet. And she's like, no, we don't print enough for that. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I'm just going to keep spending this money, you know, and, and doing this, whatever. <laughs> but then, you know, COVID hit and we did the whole, you know, work from home. And there was all these different opportunities, all these times that Misa would say, hey, I need something printed, or I need to print something, or I need to prepare my taxes, and I need to scan stuff in. I didn't have any of this ability. So I would constantly have to ask my neighbors who had printers to, to print something for me, mm-hmm. or I'd have to go over to Bruce Beers where they had a scanner and a printer, and I would do that there. But this last week, Misa uh, sent me to Costco, and she says, here's your list of things we need. Go get it.
1: All right. What was on there?
0: Well, you know, just regular things like chicken, tofu, coffee. Yeah, uh, you can't
1: leave. You can't leave Costco without a rotisserie.
0: Gotta have that. Well, no, no, I <laughs> love <the> rotisserie. No, <laughs> well, I know, I know. Yes, but no, I was, I was, I was more. We about, yeah. I was more talking about the chicken breasts and chicken thighs. Oh, anyway, okay. but um, but no, I got the major stuff. You know, the, all the things on our list. But I also came home with a brand new HP color laser jet printer. Now, why all of a sudden is it okay? Because I was shopping alone and I had to whole decision if I wanted to buy it or not. So it wasn't on the list. It was not on the list. Absolutely wasn't on the list. I come home and I bring in all the goods, you know, from the from the shop and she's like, Oh, thank you so much. I'm like, Oh, I, hold on, one more thing. And I reach in, I grab it, and I bring it in. She's like, What the bleep is that? <laughs> it's a big box. I said, It's a printer. She's like, why? I said, because we need a printer. We need this, and this is what I'm buying. Uh So I, okay, now look, it was on sale, okay? It was, in my defense, (laughs) it was on sale. It's normally $4.99. If you go anywhere else at Costco, it was $3.99. Now, I know people out there are like, what? $3.99? That's insane. For a color laser, that's great. But it's a color laser printer. That also offers scanning, faxing, all the other stuff. I don't use the fax, obviously, because I don't have a home phone, but it does offer everything to it. But here's Ooh, the thing. That's a great it's, price, my friend. It is, but it only comes with the introductory introductory. Yeah, that would be right. Is that, is that right? Introductory. Introductory, introductory, yeah. introductory cartridges for the color. It comes with a Ooh. full black cartridge or toner. Toner, excuse me. Yeah. But the magenta cyan. And uh, yellow only come with an introductory, so I will have to drop another, mm, I don't know, three four hundred dollars to Ouch. buy to buy a full
1: cartridge. Now, how but much again, how much yield will that give you? Do you know? Oh, thousands, yeah. thousands of pages. Yeah,
0: and and the thing is, is I can use it once a year, I can use it once an hour, and uh, it's never gonna change the quality of the print. That's the main benefit of a laser jet printer, is that. It doesn't matter how often you use it; it's
1: never going to clog up. One of the things I like about it too is well, you can't do this with an inkjet. With a laser, you pull that cartridge out and you give it a little shake and a shimmy, and then oh, you yeah. put it back in. and You get a little more life out of yep, it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you shake. You shake an inkjet cartridge. You're just going to ink all over your face. <laughs> that's never good. Uh, I, that's one one reason I do like uh, I like HP. Uh, I, well, all laser prints. I do like them, but you know, here's the thing: is so you get this all set up. You know, you've just saved yourself a ton of money. Let me tell you something. I got myself an HP LaserJet 4 back in, I want to say it was 1992. It's uh, because we were, we were like, decided we would start our own graphics business. Yeah. And I would do custom flyers for people. You know, I was getting pretty good at Corel. I was getting pretty good at photo, photo all this photo styler. Now I'm going to do this. So I bought the graphics suite, bought a scanner. My printer, the HP LaserJet 4, that printer ended up costing $1,100 for wow. what, what you can get now with the, uh, the laser printers out there that you bought for like $300. Now you can find you can actually find a, a LaserJet for about, I think, a, like a regular monochrome LaserJet for $150, maybe $160. Gonna be right around Uh, there.
2: Just my quick Google search, uh, 139 from Walmart Mm, or Dell. Yeah, about yeah. You know, you can get some huge honking ones that have like six, you know, four or five trays for different paper sizes. You know, seven or eight hundred bucks for those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, But yeah, the the mono the monochrome ones are definitely in the one fifty to three hundred dollar range depending on the yeah. brand or the quality. So. And
0: honestly, I, I I literally do think for three ninety nine to get a color laser laser jet printer.
2: And
1: you got a scanner now. And a scanner.
0: I think it's a pretty de- decent deal. But <laughs> I have a problem.
1: Uh oh. What is this it? is my problem what is it so this printer is wireless. you're, you're having to sleep outside is that it well <laughs> that's another story for another episode um i'm
0: outfitting eric's little outside house for myself and i'm gonna put yeah. some wi-fi in there that'd be good um no but no this printer is wi-fi it's it's only well i mean i i actually i don't even know if i can be wired but where i have it located it's i don't have any wired ports right. So i'm running kind of like a mixed environment in my house like i have my my CenturyLink modem Connected to a Juniper switch, mm-hmm. which then is distributed throughout the house for all the wired equipment. But then I have a Google Home Wi Fi that's plugged in to that Juniper switch, which then creates its own Wi Fi network. Nice. That is separate from my wired network. The that's problem awesome. being, yeah. Well, the problem being, my wired network cannot talk to the wireless network. Because it's different,
1: you can't so, even plug the, uh, the 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 cord to get it all set up on your nope wireless one nowhere nope ooh no well
0: yeah yes so 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 the the Google Home has the Google Home puck the main Google Home unit has a WAN port a mm-hmm. wide area network and a LAN port a local area network. The problem is I'm not utilizing those. I'm only utilizing the LAN port because I just want it to provide Wi-Fi. But in order for me to be able to have my PC, which is wired, to talk to my printer, which is wireless, Mm -hmm. I have to be using the Google Home as the sole router for the entire home. Right now I'm using my Juniper Switch. My Juniper Switch is providing all of my DHCP. It's providing the IP addresses, for my entire house, for anything that's right. wired. Can you do a switch, just like a two port switch? Would that work? Uh, n- no, all I have to do, all I have to do is basically one of these weekends, I'm gonna have to just cut off the internet through the entire house. And I'm gonna have to remove the configuration from my Juniper switch to make it a dumb switch. So it's just basically gonna pass packets. It's yeah. not gonna do yeah. anything else. And then I have to take my Google home puck, which is the main Wi-Fi unit from upstairs, I have to put it in the basement where my router, where my modem is, and I have to plug it from the modem into the Google, and then from the Google into the
2: Switch. You're going to be so
1: angry that day. Oh, I'm going to live it.
0: Because I know something's going to go wrong. and I'm, why, don't,
2: I'm, why don't you just buy like a $30 wireless USB card for your you computer go. and then put, put that on your Google Home and then have a separate network just for printing?
0: I don't want that. <laughs> it could because, be easier you know, because i also have connected I, you know can i talked about this before connected is the wireless uh the uh, home alarm security system that basically right. replaces all the yeah. outdated honeywell and 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 uh, you know all those the connected.io right yeah with a k with a k yeah. connected.io i have that con- i have that well quote unquote connected but again it's on wireless Whereas my home assistant is wired. So it cannot talk to the connected unit. So I can't set up my uh a home alarm system. So this is honestly, oh, I look at man. this as a blessing. This printer is kind of a catalyst for me to just go ahead and redo my entire home network and just make it one cohesive, happy little Google family.
1: You know what honestly, I think. I, setting up printers is a piece of cake, you know, getting them, you know, the, the cartridge, the ink cartridge, the toner cartridge, the paper in, getting it set up for the right format. That's the easy part. The hardest thing that people have problems with is setting up the Wi-Fi portion of a printer. But once you get it set up, it's the coolest thing in the world.
2: Oh, it's so
0: easy. It's so easy. Yeah,
2: we, we have an HP, uh, I don't remember, what—not I don't remember what brand it is or what model number it is. Is it laser? No, it's inkjet. The wireless function just quit one time. And the only troubleshooting I could find was the Wi-Fi module is bad. Good luck.
1: Oh, that's not good. Oh, fun. No.
2: But what I enjoy is that HP printers have RFID tags in their printers. Yes. So you can't use fake HP cartridges. Uh-huh. Aha, yeah. But there's yeah. a way around that. But there's a way around that. They're, they make... <laughs> there are companies that make cartridges that you can use for that to get to refill them. Or I believe there is a way, but just using a piece of tape. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Epson the, was so doing that as chip well. I from think touching. Yeah. So, yeah. Basically the way that works is you just kind of cover up the contact points on this little chip that will read to the printer. Like what the, what the ink levels are. And then that's when it tells you, Hey, your ink levels are low. You need to buy a new cartridge. You know, here's the official HP cartridge you should buy. You can just go buy any cartridge that would fit in that printer. That's a knockoff. The downside is it will always tell you that your ink is low. Yeah. That it yeah. will keep bugging you. Like, hey, your ink is low. Your ink is low. You're like, no, no, it's not. I have a brand new cartridge in there. I'm just not going to buy your cartridges.
1: I do think, I do think it's kind of cool, though, that HP does that. Where they'll actually say, you know, you've got the program on your computer. They give you a lot of software, too, with some of this. Some of it might be bloatware. Bloatware. Some of it might be. But, you know, they do let you know, hey, you're running a little low. You know, at least they can let you know.
2: Yeah, one of the other things that I like about the HP printer, I set up one for a friend of mine who has it connected to her wireless. But they also have, they also, when you create it, you can register your printer and you get an associated email address from HP Yeah. Yes. where you can just email documents and yes. print them. Yes, that is, is really pretty cool. cool.
0: That is cool. So, uh, that's, so
1: that would, and, would work like if you're out somewhere and you're like, oh, I need to print this. So when you get home, it's on your printer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I like that.
2: But I'm going to channel my inner Amanda here and push the education portion of this. And is if you need to print stuff and you don't have a printer, go to your local library.
1: Yeah. Now, now you
2: can print what, for but, really, really cheap. But what if your library.
1: Libra- well, what if your library is, there are some libraries that still um, have not reopened, yeah. but I've heard what some of these libraries are doing now uh, is you can actually go into the parking lot and you could print from the parking lot using their app. Uh, and I know some libraries are doing this, not all of them. So you download an app from them, you could print, and then they'll actually bring the, bring the uh, papers out to you. Really? So if you, yeah. So if you're in need of it and you pay through the app, it's just one of the ways that the library could still serve you. But
0: that's actually really interesting.
1: But with the cost of the printers now, um, I mean, it being so inexpensive that actually, you know, if, if you have to use it for schoolwork, maybe a 30, 40, $50 printer is not a bad idea. Uh, depending, you know, if it's for school and you don't have one in the house.
2: Mm. Yeah. But you know, we've been talking about how Justin went to go fire up his inkjet and it was all dried up and
1: yeah. crusty. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. So this is just good advice. Like if you, go to print mm-hmm. something and you can't get it to print your printers busted just look up your local library and they might be able to help you out
1: yeah that's a good idea same for the scanning too i like that yeah, now that I, you have a scanner so you can...
2: many times i need to scan
0: stuff and i can't do it
1: well okay so we wanted to ask you a question justin uh and sean brought this up about maybe you taking a little trip very soon oh um sean you you want to mention what you were talking about because we only no, know because
2: i'm gonna be too jealous if he gets to go <laughs> we only know
1: one person <laughs> that could go uh you've uh, several times in this show you've gone to japan you even did a report I from japan once. there yeah how long did you live there four years wow now were you on base or off base
0: uh, uh on base for the first two and then off base for the other two okay for well, i was i was i was stationed on the ship for the last two, but I had a house out in town.
1: Right, for the listeners who don't know, uh, you were served in the Navy. Thank you. But um, no, they have- I,
0: I served. I wasn't served. I served. <laughs> you served. served <laughs> yes.
1: You, you were served.
0: I was served.
1: <laughs> yes. But um, so they just made the announcement this week, and I don't. I don't know if this could make Sean totally jealous that they're opening Super Mario World or.
2: Oh. Oh Dude, yeah. I, In Japan. I've been following this for so long. You know, it's part of Universal Studios Japan, and I've been following it since people were taking drone shots overhead, and it looks absolutely amazing. And, you hey, know, Sean. Mar- Mario's right up my wheelhouse of hey, my age. You know, hey, Sean. We, there's...
0: Hey, guess what? What? You guess get to what, go. <laughs> I'm going.
1: No, you're not. Are you really? In September. Oh, man. Maybe we could make it all, all three of us make a trip to Japan. It's going be
0: so cool. I'll- You know what, Sean? Here's the thing. When I go, because we're thinking about going back in September, because COVID at that time hopefully will be, you know, under control. We'll both have our vaccines. We can travel again. We really, really want to get back to Japan. And I told Misa, I said, the next time we go, we are going to Super Mario World at Universal Studios Japan. And she's like, okay. But here's the thing. It it was originally about me. Like, I wanted to go. But now, (laughs) Eric... is so obsessed with mario everything in his room i mean he's got pictures of mario hanging around he's got posters of mario he's got a mario pillow a mario blanket a mario stuffed animals he colors mario pictures he watches mario on his tablet he plays mario on the switch everything is mario right now
1: what is it what are they going to have at the super mario world i mean i know universal you you tour and you see where they made movies what are they doing at super mario world
2: i mean they've got all sorts of stuff they've got Roller coasters based on Mario Kart. They've got, it's all, I mean, think of like Disney, they've got the wristbands that you can do yeah. use that are all Mario themed. And it's just, you know, I can, awesome. I can
1: put on a few pounds and go work as Mario. Cause I, you know, I get that mustache thing it's going. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> no, that is anyway, cool.
0: but, but uh, I'm, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I told me, I was like we're going because Eric now is obsessed with Mario. So I'm going to go. And here's the thing. I'll make you a deal, Sean when i'm at super mario world in, in universal studios japan i will skype you but the caveat is it's going to be about three in the morning and you're no care okay all right.
1: sounds good you want to see it it's worth it <laughs> i will worth- let
0: you know before we go i will say hey we're going to mario tomorrow or Super mario world tomorrow and then you have your phone next to you when you're in bed and then i will skype you in the middle of the night and i'll be like hey man we're here in mario
2: land that is yeah i'm in you're in totally down (laughs)
1: all right we're gonna take a quick break we come back uh we know a little more about the deep fakes that were created uh for tom cruise uh and the reason why it was done we'll share that with you coming up i'm andy taylor i'm sean deweird and i'm justin lemme find us on the web at techtalkradio.com we'll be right back now back to tech talk radio
2: thanks for your help and keep up the good work you got a great show welcome
1: back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm
2: Andy Taylor and I'm Justin Lemmy.
1: So we know a little more about this uh this guy who created the deep fakes. People are still talking about it. Ooh, how was it? Was it one guy? It was one guy. Well, he, had, he actually had a friend that had to help him, which uh, we didn't think about because I mean it's it's kind of necessary in the level of the deep fake that he did. Um of course, if you don't know what we're talking about, um Sean uh, Justin and Sean we were talking about this last week. Justin you brought it up uh with this Tom Cruise deep fake which I hadn't seen. You reached out to me and said, have you seen this yet? And I was like, no. And I'm watching it and I'm thinking, why is That's Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise doing magic? Yeah, 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 What was the deal with this? Um, there was no harm, uh, but it did open up uh, a bunch of questions. So it was created by a guy named Chris Hume. Uh, Chris is a visual effects artist who has worked with American studios as well as British studios. Uh, and he's the guy who did it. Now, we were talking last week on the show. and We were talking about, you know, it involves uploading about, you know, several hundred pictures of the the actor, the person who's going to be deep faked or the politician or whoever you're doing a deep fake of to create the different lighting and, and all of that stuff. This took 20,000 images really, of Tom Cruise from various angles under different That's lighting awesome. conditions. I mean, 20,000. Not only that, they actually brought in a stand-in. He brought in a stand-in, a guy named Miles Fisher, who had the same body structure and facial structure And that's why when you watch Bill Hader, have you ever noticed Bill Hader seems to morph into people really well because he has a general face structure. Yeah. You know, and it it just works well. And they brought in this guy, Miles Fisher, to play the part of Tom because he had that similarity. Now, the three 30-second clips took him three months to produce. Really? But he's saying he did it to argue for the regulation of the technology. That's why there was no harm. There was no... Ill will so, in wait, it. So he
0: wants regulation on this.
1: He wants regulation. He wants people to see how good it was, and he did it probably better than anybody else we've now, seen.
0: Can I ask who did the voice? Was that that wasn't Tom Cruise's voice?
1: I don't know if he, he if they had. Because it sounded like him. Yeah, it did. Unless it's from a movie and uh, combining movies. Well, No,
0: because he was like, "This is all magic." Like, I mean, I don't think he's ever said that. And and plus, if he, even he did. You would have had somebody some would have said, noise. wait a minute.
1: Yeah. You know, that's true. Unless this guy could also do Tom Maybe Cruise's just, voice.
0: It could be an impressionist. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But and, you know, don't forget um, the visual will sometimes fix the audio difference. So if you see it visually and it looks so good, your mind will ah, perceive whatever true, sound true, true. to be even closer to that image. OK. Yeah. So right. that, okay. that kind of works that way. But that's why he said he did it is to regulate the the technology. But we're not. Obviously, nobody's talking about that anymore.
0: Or or did he do it for laughs, and then when it caught so much attention, he was like, oh, well, actually, I just did this to bring attention to this. And <laughs> it's very possible. I don't want any legal action against me. I was just doing this to raise awareness.
1: Well, yeah, it makes you wonder. Could Tom Cruise come after and say, wait a minute, uh, that's mine. That's my face. That's, that's me.
0: Yeah, yeah, he could. I think he could.
1: You know, how I mean, much that, of that, that is public domain? That's going
0: to be a precedent going forward. I mean, now, would people it be because
2: libel or slander? Because no, you're not... It wasn't, slander, he didn't is say there anything harmful. Is there going to be a new category for this? Because you're not sliable. saying something bad about somebody. Sliable. You're saying something yeah. bad about somebody as that person. Yeah, yeah I mean... I well,
0: I, okay, but then we're touching on some, some, some dangerous ground because then you've got impressionists. Now, there are some darn good impressionists in the world. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, people like... Um, well, I mean... I know he's well. Caliendo (laughs) Caliendo is definitely one of them. Uh, but, but also I know he's kind of been blacklisted from Hollywood recently, but Kevin Spacey is an amazing impressionist. So where's, where do, where do you draw the line? Right? Like, are you going to start going after impressionists saying, Hey, that's my voice. Where do you draw the line when it comes to deep fakes? Do you draw it with video and audio? Or do you, can you, can you go after somebody if, if they were to create a law saying, Hey, no more deep fakes. How does that in fact affect impressionists? It's
1: mm, a know? good point. Yeah. You'd have to look at it all encompassing just yeah. because it's video. But again, the video suspends the disbelief of the audio, not maybe not being 100%. But even
0: if you got a stand-up comedian who does a Netflix special where they're doing impressions of celebrities. Oh, my God. Can you, you imagine? Know? Can
1: you imagine? It would take too much, but a, a Netflix special that is all deep faked.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Can you imagine that? Because, I mean... Right now, you can get on YouTube,
0: bringing back Richard Pryor,
1: exactly. Robin Williams. There's some I really like because they're funny, but this uh, just makes you it makes you really wonder.
0: I mean, this is this is going to be big. I mean, this is we're just at the tip of the iceberg right now. I I think honestly, in the next year, two, three years, we're going to see some drastic changes when it comes to this technology and the legalities behind it.
1: Yeah, and it's a breeding ground. YouTube's going to be a breeding ground as well as TikTok, as it's been, Snapchat, and some of the others. But yeah. I mean, it's interesting. So there's been a big week for space exploration as well as uh, we continue to move forward. There's a the Japanese billionaire that has said that now he's going to give eight seats away for people who want to go with him to space. There's talk about a space hotel. There's a the thing that blew up. What ha- what blew up? I saw this so, on the news.
2: So, you know, SpaceX has been kind of the front-runner behind Blue Origin for Com- commercial spaceflight instead of government-run spaceflight. Um, SpaceX has been really successful with the, you know, the Falcon boot, the Falcon rockets with the boosters, and then the Dragon capsule on top of the Falcon Heavy. And now they're trying to do what they're calling Starship, and then SN. And they started with one, and now they're at up to number eleven. Eleven is currently being prepped for a launch. I think in the next week or so, mm-hmm. um, they haven't had much success landing it. <laughs> like they're, they're doing they're, that's an km, they're doing 10 kilometer launches where they're just shooting it up as high pretty much almost to space bringing it back down and trying to land it right now, now it seemed like pre- the la- this, the one i saw it seemed like the landing went okay yeah, <laughs> yeah so if you watched the most recent one which was um, sn10 starship sn10 if you watched the official spacex stream it came down it landed there was a little bit of a fire on the pad, no big deal. And SpaceX said, "Hey, we did it. We landed it." Boom. Did they, have and they, ended, they No, no. SpaceX official stream. They ended their stream before it before, and everybody's like, <laughs> "Yay, it happened! It happened! It happened!" <laughs> so I was like, "Oh my god, they did it!" Right? And I'm texting with a friend of mine because we we always like watching these together stuff, and we're like, "Oh my god, they did it!" Kaboom! Yep. Like two two and a half to three minutes after it landed. One of the methane tanks had ruptured upon the landing because it wasn't a great landing it was came in a little too fast a little
1: hard yeah, the, a little the hard, legs yeah. didn't
2: set in place properly it ruptured a tank there was a small fire a few minutes later kaboom uh, but mm. if you watched the SpaceX stream you would have never known but there are multiple other streams NASA does their own stream and stuff like that but it uh it definitely exploded once it had landed on the pad that's <laughs> which <laughs> which if you watch these they're they're not Dinky explosions—they're pretty impressive. When they- <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh uh- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we're talking shockwave, impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They're—they uh, have a camera that is that shoots straight up from the landing pad, that is really impressive every time it comes down. Uh, because when they when they when they tried to land uh, SN nine, it landed in just it landed on its side. It blew up pieces went everywhere. So it's it's always impressive to watch. I mean,
1: kind of reminds it, me. Did you, just- you ever did you ever play the arcade game? Lunar Lander. Do you remember? It was just like a oh, little 8-bit yeah. graphic. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe yeah, not yeah. even that much. Like Polygon. You were just flying across the screen. You had to land just with the right amount of jets.
2: No. Mm-hmm. If, if you're interested in building spacecraft and trying to get them flying, Justin and I have both played this game, Kerbal Space Program.
0: Oh, my gosh. Which is, is so
2: absolutely amazing. What is it called again? Kerbal, Kerbal Space Program. Ker- Kerbal. Yeah. Kerbal. Right. Kerbal Space Program.
0: Yeah, it's K-E-R-B-A-L curveball space program it's amazing it's a great educational tool for kids too well what it, do you have to very, do with it it
2: teaches you a lot about physics and stuff but you literally build segmented rockets and can code them to launch at specific times and release things at different times and launch rockets and but it's really hard because you screw up one thing and your yep. rocket is yep gonzo <laughs> yep but there are yep. people that have built some impressive things in that game um but uh, no, Space has been a lot. It's been a lot of fun. You know, I watched a couple launches when I was a kid uh, from Cape Canaveral and things like that. So I've been following this pretty closely. I can remember where I was when I watched the first booster touchdown on its own. On the and it was just awesome. It's just awesome. I've been a bucket list for sure uh, to go see one of these launches from Florida.
1: Oh, I hear that when you're there, it's totally different. I mean, you oh, feel yeah. it when you're at the launch pad and you actually see this. I'm, I'm just wondering, with all of this that's going on, they're still trying to perfect it. Would you guys, if, if somebody came to you, if Elon came to you and said, you know, hey, uh, I'm going to let you go, go up, would you go?
2: Absolutely, 100%.
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: Yeah? Yeah. I'm totally.
2: gonna, even if there was the slightest chance, I mean, there, there's a big chance that it could blow up, clearly. Right, right. right. No no exploration There's a the slightest chance no... that
0: I could be on my way to work and die in a car crash. I mean, dude, I mean... I... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, strap, you, strap you never, me up, man. Strap me yeah, to a rocket totally. and light
2: the, light the fuse. I'm on.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
2: Ah,
1: it's just it's just so risky.
0: Well, maybe at this time it might be, but I I don't know. I still think now here's another thing though. Here, here's another thing. They're talking about there's gonna be a a possible uh well not possible now, it's it's actually been announced, but a space hotel.
1: Yeah, now that's going to be what floating in just uh, like low orbit, low orbit, right? Low orbit, yeah, and
0: it's going to be a a full on. Um, I mean, this thing is ridiculous. It's it looks like a giant wheel, mm-hmm. right? And um, I'm not exactly sure how to how to really describe it. If, if if you just go to Google and just type in you know space hotel, you'll see it. But it's this giant ring. And in the center of the ring is where all the docking ports are, and they can dock up to, like, I think it's uh, eight different ships at a time. And, uh, and then and then what you do is you take these elevators to the outer ring, and that's where all the hotel is, and there's all these different capsules. And the whole hotel rotates. So as it rotates, it, it, it introduces an artificial gravity. Oh. And so that way you can walk around just as you would. If you go closer to the center of the ring... Obviously there's less gravity, but the thing is, is they're going to have like this luxurious hotel with food and, and bars and dining and also sports where you can actually go and do like massive, like LeBron James dunks, even though you're not <laughs> LeBron James, because like, you're, you're in the space, air.
1: <laughs> like literally space jam. Hey, can you imagine like accidentally going out to the pool and opening the door? yeah
0: i mean you can do you can do all these things you can't do on earth right because you're in space and there's there's less gravity so things are operating differently in in space yeah and it looks really really cool i mean you still have showers you still have beds you still have all the amenities that you would expect from a hotel but you're in space
1: can you just stay at a travel lodge down here on earth you could. You're not
0: going to get the same type of experience. Now, but here's the True. problem, though. The thing is, is they're talking about people that are getting uh, flights just to go to space. Like Virgin Galactic, I believe it was one of yeah. them, was offering flights to space for $250,000. Oh, my. That's just the flight to space. Imagine what it's going to cost you to stay on this hotel. Yeah, be- now, the hotel is supposedly supposed to be starting construction in 2025 and be done by 2027.
1: Wow. That's, that's pretty only, good. Yeah. That's like
2: six years away, dude.
1: Right? What are they going to be made of?
2: Oh, do you get uh, cable? Yeah, the, the materials. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, how do you get the materials up there? Yeah, like- see, exactly.
0: Well, they're going to probably be using companies like SpaceX and Blue Origin to, to, to send their products into space and basically build... In a space station, just like we did with NASA when it came to the ISS.
1: Wow. It would be uh that would be a trip. All right, we're gonna take another quick break. Uh we come back. New games. We know that you guys have been checking out some new games. Um, also, um, I, I had a little problem with my computer this week. I'll tell you about that <laughs> and what the fix was for that coming up with Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean Weird, And
0: I'm Justin Lemmy. You can find us on Twitter at Tech Talk Radio. Tweet us. We'll be right back. And now back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Justin Lemmy.
2: I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. So we just talked about space. Yeah. And yeah. everybody that listens to the show knows I'm a huge photography video nut. So I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna share one of my favorite photographers who's only twenty years old. His name's John Krause. Krause mm-hmm. with a K. He lives in the Space Coast and he's been shooting you know rockets and satellites and all sorts of stuff since he was 15 he got picked up by elon and a couple other people in the space industry and now he travels the world shooting space <laughs> photography
0: can i just say something real quick i just love the fact that we can just say the word the name elon and we know exactly who we're talking about like <laughs> it's
1: not like john or something yeah i know it's like-
2: <laughs> picked up by elon we just know yeah like- but you know it you know, Elon Elon Musk, for those of you who don't know who it is, which you should, yeah, owns <laughs> SpaceX.
1: You're right, right. He is and the Tesla owner of SpaceX.
2: And Tesla and PayPal and a bunch of other stuff.
1: Wait, he owns uh, PayPal? Well,
2: that's yeah. how he made his millions. I had no idea. What? Yeah. Seriously, uh, yeah. he invented uh, that's, PayPal. That's the foundation of his millions.
1: I had no idea. Wow.
2: But uh, you know, he happened to just retweet John Krause one time on his one of his photos of a, of a Falcon launch. And then he just kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then he's like, well, I'm doing it full time now. And he's traveled to Russia. He's traveled to, you know, Alaska. He's traveled to the California space coast. He lives in the Florida space coast. <laughs> Check him out on Instagram, John Krauss photo or his website, johncrossphoto.com These, these photos are amazing. You're, they are you, amazing. A, amazing. Yeah. Just mind blowing. And the cool stuff is you can kind of on his Instagram, you can go back a lot longer than his website and actually see and, you know, some videos he's posted about, how he sets up his cameras for those types of events, uh, because the space industry photography, the, the, the photography in the space industry is, is you kind of have to know people to know people to get in. Right. And to, to get access to these places where you're shooting the rockets up close and those types of things too. So he kind of got a foot in the door and ran with it. And I think he's probably one of the best space photographer, like space launch photographers in the business. Now. Well, I've
1: always said like for, for photography and, and, you know, we've had, um, you know, people on the show that are, are really great photographers, but we've always agreed that it's the composition. It's the eye of the photographer. Is it still the same in the case when a rocket launches? I mean, does he use composition? Does he create kind of a more excitement than just a rocket going into the air?
2: Oh my gosh. He includes all sorts of stuff. He, you know, he uses the landscape. He does uh, long exposures, so you can see the rocket trails, and then he uses the lakes and the ponds and the oceans to co- to create those kind of mirrored looks and scenes and stuff. And he uses—I don't want to say minimalism, but sometimes you just see the rocket plume
1: yeah. or the
2: fire, and you know the it just shows the intensity of the rocket, and you know it—it's just unreal how good his photos are. What these type are, of,
1: of special equipment does he need for this? I mean, he didn't shoot this with his iPhone. So, uh, these are uh, yeah. these are
2: top. You know, these are the the flagships from. I, I don't specifically remember if he shoots on Nikon or Canon or Sony. I, I'd have to look, but, um, you know, he's using top of the line lenses. Yeah. And, yeah, there's just no they, way you
0: can be doing this with a starter kit. I mean these yeah these <laughs> these are these are really really good lenses.
1: All right, let's give that website address one more time. What is that?
2: John John Kraus j o h uh, n k r a u s photos.com
1: All right, I've got one for you too. Uh there's a guy named Benjamin Ortega. Last week we were talking about the uh drone from DJI, uh the FPV, and I've been hearing a lot about it and uh, a lot of people are, you know, telling uh, on the web saying how much they want to get this even at its price point, which is a uh, a little pricey, right? What was it How much uh, is it going to be?
2: Four, 14.99 I think.
1: Oof. after seeing this guy's video, Benjamin Ortega, I thought, okay, I need to save up and get myself one of these. Never having a drone except a teeny drone, the little, little, little tiny drones. I think this would be kind of super cool. So it, for those listeners who missed out on last week's show, you can go back and you can listen to it on our website, but it's FPV. Basically you're wearing goggles. You're watching where you're flying. So the difference is when you're, Watching a drone go through the air, you're hoping it's capturing some good footage. Mm -hmm. But when you're wearing the goggles, you're flying as the drone. And this guy, Benjamin Ortega, flew through canyons, uh, got some impressive 4K uh, footage, even flying next to a bird, which was absolutely amazing. So uh, if you get a chance to check out this guy's YouTube page, uh, that's Benjamin Ortega. You'll be able to find that there. Did you get a chance to look at any of that yet, Sean?
2: Yeah, I I had it playing for a little while at the beginning of the show. It's it's just it's unreal. It's yeah, he just flies it through canyons. He's flying people on surfboards. He's, it's just really cool.
1: Are you um? Are you thinking you want to get one of these? Are you going to get
2: one? You know, I need to up. I need to upgrade. I I don't have. I currently the newest drone I have is a DJI Phantom <clears throat> Vision Two.
1: Yeah. Can I
0: translate real quick? Yeah. I need to ask the wife. <laughs>
2: Yeah. No, when it comes to technology like this, she trusts me to to. I have to tell her when I'm buying stuff.
1: Right, right. She yeah. doesn't
2: care what I spend my money on.
1: Right now, there's a lot of articles online too about the. And we talked about this last week. The legal aspects uh, that you have to consider before you purchase a drone like this.
2: Oh, so. I mean, there's tons. There's whether or yeah. not you're doing it for money or you're a hobbyist because well, that's, that changes. That's why I got out of the
0: drone game because I couldn't fly what, anywhere.
2: Yeah, it changes what the rules are, and if you're doing it for money, you have to be FAA certified. I have my FAA certification for part 107. It was a pain in the rear end to get when I got it back in 2000, 2015, 2016 because uh, I had to go through training yeah. I had to I had to go to the airport and sit with an FAA certified instructor and take a test that had to be notarized and stamped and signed and it, it's unreal. So that is pretty it cool. It's absolutely so, also crazy. Probably
0: pretty boring too. Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, it wasn't boring because I learned a lot, right? But I had yeah. to learn oh, okay. how to read, you know, the weather radars. I had to learn all of the frequent, the weather frequencies for my local airport, and I had to <laughs> do di- the different, oh, uh, the, sorry, you know, the sorry, different sorry. classifications, of the airspace, and all that stuff. Because uh, let's be let's be honest. There are some idiots out there who will go to an airport and fly around.
1: Yeah, that's not good.
2: And that that causes issues.
1: Or ta- causes attach issues. a dummy to it and fly it around the air like it's a guy in a flight suit. That too. That that's happened but, you know, as well. It Wait, issues. what?
2: It causes issues with it causes issues with airspace because mm-hmm. you're flying in airspace which is being flown in by thousands of aircraft in the US every day. Yeah. All right. And now. when you're flying in that airspace, a bird strike, a drone strike, it's all dangerous, right? Yeah and you just have to be use common sense.
1: I wanted to uh talk a little bit about virtual reality because uh, it was announced this week. And again, that's so I'm thinking okay, I want to get a drone and then I'm thinking, well, I want to get um I want to get a virtual reality goggles. You both have them, right? I do. You have uh, I you do don't not. you don't. You have a friend that has them. And he brings it yes, over. Yes,
2: I have several friends that have VR and I'm insanely jealous and I want to get them. But I don't want the Oculus, so I'm kind of waiting to see what, what the next best one is besides the Oculus.
0: Well, Sean, I can answer that question. If you don't want the Oculus because it does require a Facebook account to have an Oculus, mm-hmm. you're gonna look for the HB uh, G2. Ooh. That, that's gonna be probably the the next best one. I mean, everybody says, especially for like flight simulator. Now, I use my Oculus for standalone games. I love to play VR poker and things like that. Can you watch?
1: I, can you watch movies with them? Absolutely, oh, and cool. you can
0: do it in a virtual environment where you're like in a movie theater with other people, where people will stand up in front of you in the middle of the movie and block your screen. I mean, it, it is it's basically an exact replica of a movie theater. Um, but you can—I I like to do it with also the um, the flight simulator. All right, and and that's really really cool because Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020, you know, they recently introduced the VR capabilities, but it's it's severely lacking. And it's very, very much of a tedious endeavor to try to get everything working correctly. Now there's two different ways of really honestly doing it. You you can buy the uh the the USB C cable mm-hmm. that would link your Oculus to your pc and then you have to make some adjustments to the settings and a lot of people are having a lot of problems with this because they just can't get it to look very good it there's a lot of stuttering jittery the frame rate's really low including myself i just can't get it to work properly but there's also this thing called the virtual desktop which is a program you run on your computer and then you also run it on your headset and you connect your headset wirelessly to your pc And then I run it that way. And I lose a little bit of graphical fidelity. Right. But what I get in exchange for it is smooth frame rates. And so for me, frame rates are much better than just graphical quality because I don't want to feel like I'm getting jittered around in my airplane. So there's.
1: Now, do you have to have the premium version of Flight Simulator? Or can you go with the one that you get with the access pass?
0: No. Oh, any, yeah, you can get any any version will run VR. You cool. don't need the premium version, but you just need have a VR headset. And if and if Sean again, if you don't want an Oculus, I would go with the HP because that's the best one. However, the HP is also twice as expensive as the Oculus.
1: So oh, yeah. correct, it's six hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, the Oculus is what three ninety nine, I think. Three yeah, three ninety nine. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So well, I did find out that this week uh, Sony is putting out Zombieland. Headshot Fever. So basically, you're you're not playing a virtual reality game flying around in a plane stuff. You're actually being chased by zombies. I think that'd be pretty terrifying. They have they have
0: that yeah that one and also they have like the Walking Dead uh, on all the different platforms. Oh I didn't know where you can do the Walking Dead. Uh, I think it's called Saints and Sinners. Right. So it's kind of like you know you're living in the Walking Dead universe. You know you're doing all the you know zombie killing and stuff like that. There's also a really nice one too that I found out about too. It's called the Climb. And it's uh, where you're climbing mountains and buildings. But you're you're basically taking the form of a a free climber. Like (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, sure. Without the ability of having webs to catch you. Uh, But yeah, you can climb buildings. You can climb volcanoes. You can climb uh, skyscrapers, uh, mountains, all these things. And it's all done in VR. So only downside is you're constantly looking up. Okay. And so it I might kind of strain your neck because your neck,
1: neck, neck you're, would get you're tired.
0: personally looking up at the thing, like, where's my <laughs> next place to grab?
1: You know. <laughs> but I've heard it's really good. All right. We gotta take another quick break. We come back. Uh, we'll have product of the week, website of the week. We got something for you. That's standing by. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm
0: Sean DeWeird And I'm Justin. Lemme find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. We'll be right back. And now back to Tech Talk Radio.
2: Damn computer! It ain't everything! Even for the internet, it's pretty shocking. Welcome back
1: to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeer. And I'm Justin Lemmy. All right, so I gotta tell you guys real quick about my problem I had this week. So I came home, I walk into the house and I'm like, What's that smell? You know the smell of electric? Like you could Burning. like, almost like it's burnt and you yeah. can't, you know, you can't really figure it out. Yeah, And so I, I, I'm I walking through the house, I come back, I plug my USB stick into my, my main computer on my on my desktop in my office, right? And, and I then see, you realize it's on fire. No, I see it pops up, it pops up a screen, you know, just like the USB would, I walk away, and then uh, I come back, uh, after I get my cup of coffee, I come back, and I go to sit down at the computer, and I'm like, the monitor's off, and I look, I don't remember turning it off, and I go to turn it on, nothing, nothing, nothing. So I realized at that point that either I'd blown a uh, fuse, which I noticed my my USB devices were still powered, but not the computer wasn't on. Oh. So uh, I realized with that burning smell, I lost the power supply. 750-watt uh, uh, Corsair power supply.
0: Well, you run it 24-7, though, too. Pretty you? much, yeah. Like yeah so. I
1: shut it down maybe once a week. So I ended up, uh, luckily, I found the Best Buy had one. They were 113 bucks. I went up, got it, got the same exact model as I had in there. It turns out I've only had this one for six years. The warranty is good for seven. So I'm probably going to have a backup anyways. Oh, very good. So that's kind of cool. Good. But if you ever smell that burning smell, mm-hmm. uh turns everything off. Uh, and before, So you can determine what, what the cause was. Yeah. Now, one of the things I do want to recommend, if you're going to be doing an upgrade on your power supply or replacing a power supply, if your system goes dead... Uh, Take a look at modular power supplies. Now, if you don't know what a modular power supply is, basically um, on the uh, older traditional power supplies, you basically had all of your wires coming out of that power supply. With a modular, you have two basic wires, and then you have the ability to plug in different components. So it's better in your cable management, which is going to make it a lot easier when you're, you know, trying to fit into small spaces or even just be able to run the wires so they look a little better. And with the modular, you get many different options too. Of you don't have to use everything uh, that that is there, which is kind of nice. But if you want to add on, it's very easy to do that. And the the model I just wanted to say the one I got was the Corsair Seven Hundred and Fifty. It's a modular power supply. They're available from uh, pretty much any computer store. You can find them online as well, and they they do a really good job. All right, we need to come up with a website of the week. Uh,
2: I already told you what the website of the week is. We talked about it already. Oh.
1: Yeah. What is John, it?
2: John Krauss photos. <laughs> yes. It's that good we're mentioning it twice. I can't, <laughs> I can't pitch this guy enough. His photography is amazing. His, he's, I'm a huge space and astrophotography lover. I, I do it as a hobby. You've got to check him out. Johnkraussphotos.com. It is really good. It's really good. It's really good. Can you, can you buy ama- some of his it's amazing. Can
1: you buy some of his stuff online? Does he sell Yeah, it?
2: You, can, you can yeah, any of the any of the prints any of the photos he has on his website, there's a, a little cart option right when you click on the photo. You can get him in various sizes, prints, whatever you name it. Go support him. He's amazing. He's a very talented kid. He's only twenty. He's going places. Yeah. I seriously. I expect I expect to see him going up on one of these rockets. Wow, what not that mean? When oh, he's in his, wow. his, cool? his mid twenties. Oh. I can't wait. I know what's gonna happen. I can't wow. wait to see it.
1: That would be cool. Okay, it's John going to be amazing. Krause photographer photography.com. No, photos. John
2: Krause Photos.com. Photos. Um you can find him on Instagram, Facebook, all those places. Um big time. Just he's a young kid. He's got a lot of talent. His photos are just absolutely stunning. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, that's really it good. for
1: this week's Tech Talk Radio. Um, if you could ask him one question, what would it be? What do you shoot Who,
2: on? Yeah. What do you, sh- I mean, I don't know, honestly, cause you know, I would say, when can I, can I shoot with you? Can I go? I <laughs> oh my God. That's
1: awesome. I would, I would,
2: you know, when you meet somebody like this, that's so talented, you just want to go and do what they're doing with them to see how they do it and see the person in the field that they love doing and see the creativity at work. I just want to, I would just want to go with him wherever he's going.
1: That would be Absolutely. cool. Shadow, shadow. All right, that's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird.
0: And I'm Justin Lemmy. Find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. Have yourselves a great week.